We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. We've, as usual, got a lot to talk about in the world of the NBA. Maybe a surprising return. We'll get into that. Talk a little bit about some Lakers, well, let's face it, insanity, as well as a few other news topics that came out revolving around the purple and gold. Plus, we've got another comeback in L.A. that could be brewing here. So a lot to get into today. But Keith, first and foremost, somebody hit me up today and said front runners for the, the name of yeah, front office show, like show fans. What do you think about, about that? They said, I said my response was, well, I think of front runners as a negative connotation. But they said, no, no, I think of it like if you're the front runner for something, then you're in the lead. Yeah, I, don't, I think that's one way to look at it. Yeah, I kind of like it. I, I, I think it's fun. I, I'm I'm with it. Right. So we'll we'll throw it, of course, to everybody. Let us know in the comments of the show or uh, shoot us a note on Twitter or wherever and let us know what you think of front runners. While we're talking about front runners, congratulations to the bracket of Go Lakers. And the owner was front office fans correctly picked Kansas to win the national title and finished to top our bracket group with 1,130 points and then 98.1 uh, percentile for, for, uh, for, for that person. So as per our rules, uh, go Lakers slash front office fans, uh, reach out to Trevor. I, um, you can find uh, ways to contact, Contact us, whether it be Twitter or my emails in my bio on Twitter and the like, or right here on YouTube, whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. uh, reach out to us and uh, give us your your rant, thought, hot take, whatever it is about, can be about the Lakers if you want or whatever, keep it appropriate. And we, as long as it's appropriate, we'll read it on the show. Keith, that's really difficult to keep something appropriate while talking about the Lakers <laughs> these days. That That is not easy. It's not an easy task, but I suppose, but congratulations, I suppose you are correct. congratulations, yes, congratulations to, to sure. the winner for knocking me off of my perch off the, the top spot. That's it. <laughs> that was we had four uh, epic. people pick Kansas in mm-hmm. the, uh, in the, in the bracket. So congratulations to, to those four folks for, uh, for, for picking uh, Kansas and getting there. 78 total entries in our pool. Nice. So I, uh, I, I finished in the uh, lower half of that. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> well, hey, at least I was representing and uh, and was That's somewhere up near the, the near the top. I, I took care yeah, of it with it. with my random guessing, blindfold guessing. <laughs> college college basketball ball college basketball expert. Trevor That's Blaine. right. That's right. I'm going to put that in my Twitter bio now. 
Uh, let's start things off today. Zion Williamson. Is he coming back? His stepdad said he expects him to play this season. First of all, Keith, do you think it's Keith? Do you think it's happened? So, what does this mean for the West playoffs? Like, does this does that get the Pelicans through the play-in and and into the first round? I mean, how how big of a seismic shift could this be? I mean, he's got to play. I would imagine in the next couple games. Mm-hmm. Although, if because I can't, I, I just it's the same with a lot of these guys, Ben Simmons and the like, who we talked about in the last show was ruled out, won't play in the play-in. I don't think you can just throw these guys in the play-in and be like, hey, go play. Like it just it just seems off to me uh, with that, but. They've got four games left. They're, you know, teams have between three and four games to go at this point. So they've got four. They, they only need a win or a Lakers loss to clinch their spot in the play-in. Um, if it's a situation where he really is ready, and we've seen some uh, video come out of him working out, I think the team put out the one of him dunking and those kind of things. And you could throw him out there with a couple games left just to kind of get you know get his feet under him and see how he's feeling. Then you want to put him put him in the postseason. All right, yo, why not? Uh, does it get him through the play-in? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I I don't think they can beat Minnesota if it comes down to that. Um, if Minnesota were to lose to the Clippers, we know the Clippers right now in the West are locked into that eight spot in the play-in. Um, and we're going to get into the Clippers. Did, Yep. Let's see what happens with them. I'm not sure they could beat the Clippers either, but it maybe gives them a better chance. I mean, we've seen him be able to be good right away uh, without a lot of time necessary to ramp up. So I really don't know. Particularly, I mean, we talk about in the in the East about how one hot shooting night from the Hawks or somebody can, you know, we're talking about the Nets getting knocked out of the play and, yep. and hey, they run up against one hot shooting night, night against the Hawks. Zion could go for 30 points on on 12 of 14 shooting or something like that's within the row we've seen him do stuff like that you could have that kind of performance from him that that surprisingly knocks somebody out in a win or go home scenario yeah absolutely i mean and the other thing is hey if you get him out there that that knocks that off of that whole hey am i back am i ready Mm -hmm. my confident you could get him out there even for a couple games, see where it goes. And then you hit the summer, you know, really ready to go right. fully. Hey, he's feeling good. And off we go and into the off season and into next year. So yeah, I, I don't really know what to make of, of that. I'm going to, I'm going to cite dubious sourcing there. Maybe <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, But you know, Hey, if so, it's cool. Cause it's another fun storyline to cover. Absolutely. I think it would bring that much more drama and intrigue to the NBA playoffs. But speaking of which, let's jump over to the aforementioned Clippers. Kawhi Leonard suddenly shooting around at practice. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Paul George is back. Did you see the the caveat with that, too? Uh -uh. He asked that no one take video. Mm. So Secret workout? What's that all about? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, now... You come out in the media there and you have a basketball in your hand. I know first thing I would do is pull up my phone yep. and put the video on and start taking video. Um, probably in uh, portrait style so everyone could yell at me later that it wasn't landscape. <laughs> um, but it's uh, but yeah, I mean, I you know, let's see. Yeah, I mean, Maybe. if he if he's back and Paul George is back and Norman Powell back, you yep. I mean, that that makes. I don't think they're beating the Suns or anything, but mm-hmm. if you're the Suns, if you're the Grizzlies, you are less 
excited about your first round opponent if it's a healthy Clippers team. I mean, a quote just came out from Robert Covington talking about how scary the Clippers are when they're fully healthy. That would not be a comfortable position to be in. To <laughs> You're the one seed and suddenly you're looking at Kawhi Leonard and Paul George across the floor from you. How does Robert Covington know? He's never seen them fully healthy since he's been yeah, Right, he doesn't now. know. But, but everybody yeah. says, so oh, this team could be scary. Is that what it is? It could be. He's, he's got the rosters loaded up on 2K, and he, he's like, boy, we're pretty good. We beat everybody by 90 <laughs> when I'm on rookie mode. Um, no, yeah. I, so let's go kind of in order. We know Paul George is already playing. Yep. It sounds like Norman Powell is fully cleared now to do everything. Uh, Ty Lue just said they haven't gone five on five, so that's why he hasn't. I kind of think that's probably a situation where he may not need to go five on five before mm-hmm. being thrown into a game. And then Kawhi, but let's game it out, right? So first game, probably Minnesota, most likely, right? They're a game and a half yep. behind the Jazz. I think the Jazz will likely hold off. Uh, the Timberwolves, likely. We, we don't know the way Utah's been playing. Um, if I'm the Timberwolves, I'm like, man, like now I got to go against a somewhat full strength Clippers team like that kind of stinks. And then you said it, if they, if, if the Clippers were to win that first one, they go into Memphis and we still don't know about Ja. We haven't heard yet. Any kind of update really on if he'll be back, if he's not going to be ready to go, will he be a hundred percent at the start of the playoffs? And that's, now that starts to get a little more interesting. I would not pick the Clippers under any circumstance against the Suns, barring the Suns have guys out. Yeah. Like I just think the Suns are too good, and the Clippers are not going to have enough time together. But the the Grizzlies without Ja, I mean, now I know the Grizzlies without Ja, basically the you know seventy three and nine Warriors equivalent, <laughs> and never lose a game. Um, right. But I, I I don't know, man. That. That boy, that would get interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Couldn't you see yourself talking yourself into I might run with the Clippers in this one? Yeah. Yeah. And that's like it's hard to bet against Memphis because every time they've been down players, they've still managed to find ways to win. Great. But yep. but the playoffs, it's a different animal. It's a different animal really come is. playoff time. And I mean, we also have to factor in if Kawhi comes back, what percentage of Kawhi are you really getting? Like, but still. That would be tough, and I and I hate to say it because the the Grizzlies I think are going to be my team in the West this year. If I, you know, my my team's not going to be there, so I'm going to have to throw my support behind somebody. Might as well be Memphis. Ah, I don't want them to have to run into a full strength Clipper squad, and I'm sure Suns fans are feeling the same way. I'm sure that most fans are thinking, "Uh oh, I don't want to run into this team with Kawhi back, with all these pieces here, with Norman Powell." Robert Covington flying around. You don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah. And uh, that's looking like a very increasingly likely possibility. Now, from the NBA perspective, great. More chaos, better sure. players playing, a more exciting playoff. So there's the, the silver lining. Yeah, I I, I don't I don't think we're going to see Kawhi. That's just my guess. Because mm-hmm. that's way too much of your future invested as well. Unless this is like, yeah, he's fully ready to go. Like, we, we can get him out there. And again... I don't think it's a situation where if he doesn't play in these next few games, you know, at least one or two of them that you see him in the play in or the playoffs, but it sounds like it's getting close. And again, I, I know I'm repeating something I've said multiple times. This just gives me more faith though. Boy, is that team going to be good next year? Mm-hmm. They are going to be so loaded with you know, good, deep roster. They're going to have enough depth too that. Oh, Kawhi, you're feeling a little twinge today? Take take the day off. Do you know what? Take the week off. We'll be okay. Like it really is gonna be they're they're gonna be tough, man. It's they they they're gonna be so good next season. 
loaded with big wings who can play very switchy defense they've got the physicality and the paint they've got reggie jackson has been absolutely resurgent since he's, he's been there he's been tremendous they're going to be very very good next season in fact if the phoenix suns were not doing what they've done this season i'd probably be looking at and everything else stayed the same let's say phoenix was at i don't know 55 wins 53 wins something like that right now i'd probably be saying clippers are going to be the top seed in the west next season yeah, I can get there too. I let's see what happens with DeAndre Ayton. Yes, right. I mean, I assume the Suns will do what they need to do to keep him. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think I'm with you with, with that one. I think I'd probably just now it's kind of been there, done that. Two years of the Suns doing this, we could also see the Suns kind of take. Let's say they don't win the title this year, they could take that approach of all right, let's back yep. off a little bit in the regular season. Let's you know dial it back, and you know we we could see the Clippers almost just by virtue of being more deep than uh most of these other teams that they could get there right and you know take over the the one seed but yeah i mean it's a it's gonna be fun because i mean denver should be better next year dallas is only getting better the warriors i think still have another year or two of running them Mm -hmm. and then of course i mean the grizzlies i just expect them to kind of keep us you know keep going up the ladder on this ascension so so let's Let's go, man. This is, you know, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. We still have a great playoffs to go, but, but boy, that Clippers team might be pretty good next season. Yeah. Yeah. They absolutely can be. And again, that's why teams should be keeping a close eye on this Kawhi situation right now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's limp across the hall to, uh, to my Lakers. <laughs> and I, oh boy, there's a lot that came out. But I guess first, let's just start with this because this is the oldest of the, the new stuff that we've got. Uh, Magic Johnson, Matt the Optimist Peralta, and I talked about this on the Lakers Nation podcast last night. Oh boy, Magic. He went on an ESPN press tour, essentially, uh, yesterday. And he said some things that may have been correct. For example, that the Lakers should have chosen DeMar DeRozan over Russell Russell Westbrook. Um, I've only done that like 50 times this year, but <laughs> yeah, 50 times for me in the course of my life as well. I hear you, but in any event, uh, the, he also added some things that were just, if you know anything about the salary cap, I mean, laughably incorrect in terms of players, the Lakers could have added and all these salaries they could have kept and things of that nature. So I don't know. Keith, I, I've talked about it a bunch. I want to get your perspective on the stuff that Magic Johnson talked about. The thing that most people are pointing to is Magic saying the Lakers could have had Buddy Heald and DeMar DeRozan and kept Alex Caruso and kept Contavious Caldwell-Pope. I don't know. I think they. I think he probably had them signing Aaron Donald too, crossing sports, <laughs> Cody Bellinger, come on, come on over, Mookie Betts, you know, but uh, I don't know. What was your thought? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash wire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's funny is, so I saw a couple people in whether it was show comments or tagging us in Twitter and saying things like, after listening to Trevor and Keith talk about this stuff, like I know we could not have just <laughs> right. traded Kyle Kuzma for Buddy Heald, which is is awesome, right? Because that means people are getting it yep. right there. They're getting getting the the idea of the show. So, yeah, the here's the parts that we know are for sure true. They did not need to lose Alex Caruso. Mm-hmm. They that was simply a decision to we do not want to pay him what what he got paid, yep. and we have heard Caruso had no desire to leave. That he even there's some mixed reporting, but I tend to believe he gave them the chance of, Hey, this is the offer. Do you want to, do you want to match or beat it? And the Lakers said no. So that, and also they did not need to lose Talon Horton Tucker. That's the same thing, right? That is the, those two guys, they made free agent rights on those guys. And that impacted nothing else that they did this off season. The buddy healed stuff. Were there constructions you could have gotten to, to make the buddy healed trade? that didn't involve Caldwell Pope going out. Yes, but it was, it was what we heard. What was reported was it was Montrez Harrell and Kyle Kuzma was the agreed upon deal for, for Buddy Heald. Yeah. But so you could have sure figured out something, but that's a, that starts to get a little really like, where are we going there? Then with the DeRozan piece, unless DeRozan was, then how were you getting DeRozan? That's where it all breaks yeah. down. Because Westbrook was was traded via salary matching using most of the pieces we heard that would have been in the Buddy Heel trade. I mean, I, I don't remember if we recorded, but I know there was a point we were texting going into the night thinking, all right, they're getting Buddy Healed because yeah. this looks like it's done. Mm-hmm. And then half hour later, it was, oh, wait, that deal's off. They're getting Russell Westbrook. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, and I may maybe have my timing off. Maybe it was like hours later, but it was all in a you know, pretty tight window. No, you're, you're right. We were actually, Ron Gutterman and I were actually recording when it, we were recording Buddy Heald to the Lakers. That was our, our video because everything looked like it was lined up for that to happen. We yeah. said, okay, let's get this ready to go. And in the middle of it, we stopped because the news broke about, about Russ. So it was, it was real quick. So, yeah. So now let's take that out. Let's say, let's rewind everything, go back. I know you would love to do this in real yeah, world and, you know, hit, hit the, you know, go back. Let's get, it, let's get that DeLorean up to 88, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, But the reality is you would have had to do it as a sign and trade for DeRozan. One is, I don't know if the Spurs are jumping in to do a sign and trade with the Lakers. Uh, famously, they don't really want to help each other if they can avoid yeah. it. Um. More that's seems to be more San Antonio towards LA to be fair. Yes. Um, but you you still would have needed those same pieces unless DeRozan was taken. And I know DeRozan has come out and said he would have taken less to go to the Lakers. They would take him from the Bulls. Less doesn't mean he was taking five or six million dollars a year. I mean, he still got close to 30 from the Bulls. He's not downgrading that much. So that's where it all gets a little silly, a little fantastical for me of, you know, what, unless we hear DeMar DeRozan directly come out and say, I would have taken $15 million, which is like half. 
you would have needed almost all those same pieces to go make that happen. And he's talking about not even using all those pieces and keeping KCP. And so that's just where it all breaks down. I mean, again, I hate to keep using this phrase all the time, but eventually it just becomes a math problem. You start doing math together. And unless DeMar DeRozan comes out and says, yeah, I was willing to take slightly above the mid-level exception. Like, I don't, I don't know how that was ever going to happen. It just doesn't seem like it was a realistic thing. Right. Right. Agreed. And so look, you can, you can criticize. I think it's fair to criticize the Lakers for ultimately picking sure. Russ and there were drawbacks to picking DeRozan, but still sure. the magic putting out there. And so it's just, it's misleading to, to Lakers fans who are already hurting to then hear, Oh, you could have had everybody. And people take that stuff yeah. and go, Oh, what they could oh, have. Yeah. Oh, they're so dumb. Why didn't they yeah. just get everybody? Cause you couldn't get everybody. And, and especially for magic. Right. I mean, like the, you know, kind of one of the franchise icons to say this, that still a lot of people, you know, it is funny. I have seen, seen a good amount of people being like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I've seen a few other people saying, yeah. And this is why we were in where we were when you were running the team, (laughs) you know, because you don't understand the salary cap. So that also kind of made me giggle, but it is. Yeah. I mean, that is tough, right? You, you don't want anybody just randomly throwing stuff around of, yeah, we could add all these guys. Cause you know, unfortunately maybe magic is thinking it works the same way the Dodgers work where apparently they have this unlimited well of please give us everybody. Yep. So, you know, every player in the lineup will hit 25 to 30 home runs and you know, all of our pitchers will have a sub three ERA. Like I don't, you know, but you know, let's see. It's just that that part is, yeah, I mean, it's just too far off, like, for, you know, and, and you know me with this stuff. I instantly go into, uh, hold on a minute. We're not, not living in the same reality right. here. Like, we, and I start doing math and those kind of things. And I did. I went back and reran a few of the numbers looking at where the Lakers roster was at the time. And I was like, yeah, unless DeRozan was taking an insanely less amount of money, it just wasn't going to happen. Taxpayer mid-level, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then they wouldn't have Kendrick Nunn. I mean, that, and then where they'd be? Done. Where would they be right yeah, now? Right? Where would they be? Well, because it's funny because I've seen a handful of people be like, "So if we could have done this, this means we still could have had DeRozan after the rush trade." And it's like, yeah, if he was willing to take the taxpayer right. money, which he clearly was not going to do. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yep. Um, from there we've got. Jake Fisher came out with a, a piece today for Bleacher Report that had quite a bit in there about the Lakers. Well, it was all mostly about the Lakers, but I guess let's let's start at mm-hmm. the top here. Uh, the Lakers expected to fire Frank Vogel. That and that's I don't think that's breaking news or a surprise or anything nope. like that, but just more confirmation that hey, this is this is probably gonna gonna happen when the when the season ends. How far would they have to go in the playoffs for him to save his job? Like knowing where they're at today. What would they have to do for him to save his job? So what we heard, this was probably about a month ago, was second round, and even that might not be enough. So it was like somebody is already saying like, oh, well, he would have to get here. And then they thought, oh, but what if he actually did that? Okay, maybe it needs to be a little bit. Maybe that wouldn't even be enough. I I think they wanted to make sure that whatever got out, whatever bar they set, make it an impossible task because I don't. Yeah. Look, they only gave him a one-year extension. And I think that last offseason, that just. That said everything. They weren't planning on hanging on to him long-term, just about regardless of, of what happened this season. So it's not a surprise, but I think that really the bigger surprise is that they didn't move on mid-season just to try something different. 
Yeah, and, and I think had they had Jason Kidd still on staff, I think they would have. Yep. I think absolutely. I think right around – I don't even know when we got to midseason. I think it might have happened around the holidays mm-hmm. that they might have said, we've seen enough, let's go. Um, it always felt to me with Frank Vogel, as odd as this may sound, that he was almost kind of a placeholder coach, mm-hmm. that they they brought him in as a – all right, we're we're not sure exactly where we're going, but we know this guy's a good defensive coach. We'll bring him in. Then, and, and I I don't mean it this way, but they stumbled into the title, right? Now, you know my feelings on this, so I don't want anybody to come back and say I'm discrediting that championship because I'm not. I, I don't know about the whole it's the hardest one ever won, but it counts just like all the rest sure. of them do. I, I do think what happened there was I don't know as organizationally they fully expected to win that mm-hmm. championship until like it was like we're in the bubble now. All right, wait a minute. We really have a real shot here. And then they won so then and I, then it's like, okay, we got to stick with them then. Exactly. Right, yeah. And that's exact. And then the one year extension, that's not usually how that goes. Mm-hmm. Usually if you're on the shorter end of a coach contract, you win a title. It's all right. We're going to tack enough years to get you up to four or five years mm-hmm. total. And off we go. So, yeah. So this has always felt a little more short term for me. I, yeah, I'm with you. I think at this point, realistically, anything short of a title run, which is not happening. Um, he's gone. Then it becomes, where do they go? Uh, I'm guessing mm. you have feelings on the two names mentioned. <laughs> well, there's, there's a number of names mentioned here. Oh, so sure. First of all, let me let me say this. There's a line when you got to it. I, I'm I'm assuming anyway that if you had you had strong enough equipment, you probably could have heard the the screams of Lakers fans around the world because this is a worldwide <laughs> fan base. But when they saw Kurt Rambis's name connected to the a Lakers head coaching spot, now again, Fisher said probably not going to happen, but still. Kurt Rambis, Linda Rambis, the Rambi, if you will, um, <laughs> they are they're not held in very high regard among nope. Lakers fans. Um, nope. That being said, the other names that are that are out there, uh, Quinn Snyder, which has some favor among the Lakers, Lakers fan base, Doc Rivers, yep. who does not. Um, <laughs> that's the one I. That's the. I'm a little like. Eh. Yeah, that's that's I, the let one. Me see this while we're on that one yeah. too. I really kind of have my doubts that it would be doc mm-hmm. um he by all accounts and knowing him as we kind of get to know him between his time in orlando and his time as the celtics coach he was not big with the clippers on living on the west coast mm-hmm. he 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 in, enjoys being on the east coast he lives in orlando the orlando area um in the the off season this is where he's made his home my guess is whenever doc is done with philly He's just going to probably take at least a year off, if not fully give it up altogether. Mm -hmm. And then he'll resurface, do some TV, kind of like Stan Van Gundy, you know, once a week TV. He was great on TV uh, back in the day. And then he'll golf, you know, six, seven days a week and be happy. And that'll be it. So, yeah, I really have a doubt. I really have my my doubts, rather, that he's going to be uh, uh, moving over back over to L.A. Agreed. Yeah, I I don't think it's going to happen either. It also would require the Sixers to kind of flame out this year. And then then we already saw Mike D'Antoni connected to the 76ers, trying to do a reunion there with Maury and and Harden. I don't know. But but then the other names connected to, to the Lakers were Mike Brown, who's a former Lakers head coach, and then Steve Clifford. But also, here's the, Keith, this is the bit that really gets under Lakers fans skin. I'm just going to I'm just going to read the line here. 
It's widely believed that Los Angeles, as has been the franchise's custom, will prioritize coaching candidates with past connections to the organization. Yeah, that's not... No, they, they do this. They limit their own talent yeah. pool by only looking at people yeah. that are within their, their family tree. Yeah, and I don't like it. I mean, as much as the Vogel thing has gone sideways now, he won you a championship mm-hmm. and he was not connected to the franchise. Um, I think Steve Clifford is a fantastic coach. Mm-hmm. I don't know about this version of the Lakers for him. Yeah. I feel like he's almost too close to Vogel. It's also odd, like he followed Vogel in Orlando. That's true. Now you're gonna have him follow Vogel in, in LA. Um, I I have to believe that they would be pushing um for or not pushing, but hoping for Quinn Snyder to pop free and get mm-hmm. him because I think Quinn Snyder has the combination of, I, I think to be a successful coach in LA, you have to have some star level to you as a coach. Yeah. Right. And, and I think he's got that. I also think he has the gravitas with the players because of his experience as a high level player um, on the college level. He's been around the game forever. He's a guy, all these guys know, and he's had the jazz very good for a long time. I think he would come in immediately with a, you know, Hey, we're, you know, let's go. And they could really hit the ground running. So that, that would be my guess is that's probably, you know, option one, a mm-hmm. for them, you know, or option, you know, one star, everything, whatever you want to call it of this is option one, but it's way above option two. We, we really want them there. So let's see. And you know, where it goes in terms of Hollywood, physically, Quinn Snyder looks like he could be the, oh, yeah. he looks like he could be a villain in a movie like that. He just got yeah. that look like oh, yeah, it, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if, if like, I know he's not acting anymore now, unfortunately for <laughs> Bruce Willis, but, but he looked like he could be the bad guy in a diehard movie. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah, for sure. You could have seen him on, yeah, any number of, of things. He's got to get rid of whatever this stubble is that's yeah. going on right yeah. now because that's not working. But yeah, get him back clean, shave him with the slick back hair. You know, yeah, let's go. Uh, yeah. So the. All right. I know we get a little bit more. We have just, a, just a little more here. So Fisher also <laughs> mentions that a Westbrook for John Wall trade could be another option once again this, this summer. Again, I don't know if that's the path they're going to go, but he also mentioned that Malik Monk will likely be priced out of the market for him because Monk is, according to uh, personnel polled by Bleacher Report, Monk is expected to get somewhere between five and ten million, which is going to be more than what the Lakers could offer with a taxpayer mid-level. Well, five million isn't, but but ten million yeah. would be the upper end of what uh, would be more than what the Lakers could offer. Yeah, I've been saying all along that he's going to get somewhere some either a chunk, if not the entire non-taxpayer MLE mm-hmm. from somebody, um, just his shooting. He's very plug and play on just about any team in the league and good teams. What will happen is some team will go through their playoff run mm-hmm. and we'll realize, man, we were a shooter short and then they'll prioritize a guy like Monk, uh, with their MLE and then, then they'll go get him, And then that'll leave the Lakers, you know, trying to replace him with whatever they need to do. Right. Yep. Exactly. I, and and let, let me go back to on the Westbrook yeah. thing. Westbrook for Wall, we've discussed that. Ad A bunch. You have to hope, if you're the Lakers, that your path with Russell Westbrook, and we're going to talk this probably a lot more as we get into the offseason stuff, is some team sees, hey, we can make it work. We can get second half 
of the season. Wizards, Westbrook back. We can do this. We, we'll, we'll build him up. We'll mm-hmm. put all the right guys around him. Make a Russ-centric offense, blah, blah, blah. If you're the Lakers, you're, you're hoping just strictly because of the salary involved that you can get two, three, four players. Because then that makes everything a little bit easier as far as building out the rest of your roster. Even if they're not two, three, four great players, as long as they're guys who can capably play rotation minutes, you're going to be way ahead of the game mm-hmm. on that. So that that I would much, much rather go that path than trying to go the – I mean, we don't – John Wall by that point, well, it'll be in a year and a half yep. since we've seen him play. I, I have no reason to believe that it's going to be much better than what it was with Westbrook. No. I, you know, I hope, you know, for John Wall's sake that he still has it. But, yeah, but that's – that's my guess. So they're hoping somebody falls apart here in the playoffs and says, man, you know, this is broken. We need to do this. Or, you know, but I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you, you're looking at the Jazz and saying, hey, you're ready to blow it up. You, you want to get off Mike Conley's deal mm-hmm. and Bogdanovich's deal and, you know, Rudy Gay's deal? All right, let's go. Right. Like, we'll take down, man, you know, and you can reset in a year around, you know, Gobert, Mitchell, and nothing else on your books. So maybe something like that is, you know, where, where they're planning to go. And then they bring in those guys. And, you know, anything like that would be better than just go get one more big salary guy. It's just not the right path. Agreed. 100%. 100%. Yep. That's exactly what I expect the Lakers to to look to do. Try to absorb some salary that goes into future years in exchange for Russ's expiring contract. And then off you go. Who those salaries are? I have a feeling we're going to be talking about that quite a bit this this (laughs) offseason. I imagine. Yep. All right. Uh, finish things out. We had a few a few signings. Luca Vildoza to the Bucks. Uh, anything on that? Yeah. So he's actually pretty good. Um, he he is now. Let me make sure I get this right. He's twenty six, so not super old. Uh, shares an agent with Giannis, so that is part uh. of this, I imagine. Um, he's a six foot three point guard. Uh, in the NBA, potentially projects to play a little bit more off the ball, but that's okay because he's a 41, 41% three point shooter. If I, I'm sorry, 30, 38% three point shooter, um, 41% overall. So not, not a great finisher inside mostly because of his size. If you look up his stats, most people will look and they'll see 3.5 assists per game. That doesn't really sound great, but in Europe, that's actually pretty good. That's probably closer to like six or seven assists. And in the uh, in the NBA, just it's much harder to get. And his pass basically needs direct needs to lead directly to a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, in in Europe, to be an assist, it can't be a. I passed it to you. Took two dribbles, made a move, then went up and under and scored. Like that's not you know how it works. Um, there, but just coming off a really good run with Basconia. Um, in Spain, so he's going to join the box on a two-year deal. So um, this is the box. You know, the big thing that if I would be excited about if I was a box fan is before this signing, they were twenty. Let me make sure twenty-three point million over the tax um, before this signing. So you're going to add. You know, it's not going to be a ton of money this year. It's only going to be you know a hundred thousand or so mm-hmm. this year. But you're adding more money to your tax bill, and that says to me these they the, believe the in bucks. Them. You know, they're yep, they're in. They believe in him, and they're in on this team. And yeah. so we're going to add pieces to this team to to go forward. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. That that is a great sign, and that's a good point as far as them being an over the. If you're if you're in the tax, you've got to really believe that what you're doing is going to help your team. Um, because yeah. you're putting your, your more than just the contract up there. You're putting the luxury tax yeah. payment up there as well. So that certainly and matters. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Basketball-wise, Bryn Forbes had a couple playoff moments mm-hmm. for, for these guys. Last year, they may be looking at Vildoza, maybe, can have a couple playoff moments for them as a shooter off the bench. Absolutely. Uh, then this, the Thunder signed a couple of 10 yeah. deals, Xavier Simpson and Giorgio's Kalitzaikis. Oh, man, you were right on it. I'm proud of you. Hey, well done. Look at that. I, I practiced. <laughs> so, I practiced. Is that what you were doing all afternoon? Yep. Um, yeah, so... Here's the thing. Normally, 10 days are not allowed um, when there's less than 10 days in the season. Because of the hardship stuff this year, they're allowing that to go in. So these guys are both coming in on 10 days. So they'll finish out the year with the Thunder. Thunder have uh, numerous guys who are out for the season. This is the guys who are out for the year for them. Darius Baisley, Lou Dort, Derek Favors, Josh Giddey. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Ty Jerome, Mike Muscala, and highly likely Trey Mann and Kenrich Williams. So getting in a couple more bodies. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, basically, right? Yeah, almost everybody. But, hey, that led to Point Poku the other night, which he got his first triple-double of his career, which is kind of funny to to see that come together. But, yeah, a couple guys, um, especially – uh, Simpson, he's been around the Thunder organization for a couple years now. Uh, Cal Zykus was drafted by the Bucks at the end of the first round and then waived. Um, uh, I believe waived or traded and waived. It was one or the other, uh, but they moved on from him. And now the Thunder will, will uh, bring him in as well. He's been playing for their G League uh, team. So couple couple guys getting a call up for the last few games of the season. Not, not the worst thing in the world. While we're on the thun topic mm-hmm. of the thunder, I just will take a moment. Um, I wrote for Spot Track today about the thunder, um, and it wasn't anything one specific thing um, with with like I've been doing the uh, contract series. I what I wrote about was do they have too much of a good thing? They have all these draft picks, and I broke down just the first round because the second round it gets insane. But the first round, what do those picks look like? Um, what are those picks? When could they get them? Are those picks really as valuable as they look? Um, or is it more quantity over quality right. uh, with that? And then what does the cap and roster look like? And then how would you roster all those guys? I really went deep on it. It's 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 kind of a long read, but if you're interested in, you know, where is this Thunder going with these 5 million draft picks and in this really young roster, I, I tried to really get into it uh, pretty deep so people can have a good look at that. That's up over at Spot Track, and you can find it on my timeline as well. All right, cool. Definitely something to, to check out. We're, of course, going to be going in-depth into each team as they, we start to see teams eliminated and get into the playoffs yep. and, and all that kind of stuff we're going to be looking ahead to their off seasons but i think the thunder are one of the more interesting teams out there just because of the flexibility that having that many draft picks brings you um and different mm-hmm. paths that you can take with those so we'll see exactly what they wind up up doing but uh fun thing to dig into that's about it for for today for the time yep. being in terms of nba news back to hoops tonight that's right that's right that was that was a fun game last night though the, the championship it was i did not i will fully admit i did not watch it live um i spent the the night uh my wife and i got into inventing anna oh, have you seen this i have not so it's a netflix show um it's about a true story of this uh girl she was a new york city socialite 
who basically made up that she was this rich uh, Russian German heiress, depending on who uh-huh. she talked to, and managed to scam like a lot of money out of hotels and people and all sorts of stuff. So absolutely wild stuff. And we, we started watching that last night, but I did watch the game uh, this morning. I taped it and then, then uh, watched it through this morning. And yeah, I mean, great, incredible comeback by Kansas. Did you see uh, the to, clip of the, uh, the floorboard? No, you didn't say it. So, I so I, I, his name is escaping me for some reason, the center um, for, for North Carolina. Uh, the game spra- yes. Okay. So, so spa- sprains his ankle at the end of the game there. Mm. And when he plants his right foot, the floorboard under him, like kind of gives a, like, you can see it. They, they slowed it. I'll send you the clip huh. after this, but okay. yeah, it kind of yeah, gives yeah. way. And, and people are saying, Oh my gosh, did that contribute to him spraining his ankle? And if so, That's like that was an important drive of the game. Like what if he had made that shot? Could that, yeah. could that floorboard have changed the outcome of of the game so interesting i'll have to send that to you so you can see it yeah i'll check that out i did not catch that i'll be honest i did a very quick watch through i mostly watched the second half um because i'd seen part of the first half before we started watching that show but yeah if you're looking for something to watch inventing anna pretty pretty wild stuff all right worth checking out i'll see if i can squeeze that in between my like third and fourth (laughs) watch of spider-man and uh and of course moon knight which is, yeah. I can't wait for the next yeah, one of those no. to come out. New Moon Knight tomorrow. That's right. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Love it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Front Runners, for, for tuning in. Make sure you are subscribing right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Turn on those notifications over on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Leave us that five-star rating as well. We really appreciate reading all of those. Till next time, see ya and stay safe. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-Month Emergency Food Kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com